Good morning and welcome here on this Sunday morning. Uh, it is June the 14th, June the 14th, uh, 2020. You are invited, you are welcome into this place. This is the day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. I am Pastor Tony Jones and I am the pastor of Impact Fellowship. We welcome you and in fact, I would like for you to send out a, a greeting to one another. You can see each other on, on the screen. So just take a few seconds and just wave a hand or, or uh, type a message of welcome to somebody that's on the screen that you may know or someone that you know is watching this uh, broadcast uh, this morning with you. Just send uh, out a greeting of, of welcome to them at this time. That's it. Keep it coming. I'm watching. I'm seeing who's talking to who. There you go. Perfect. Perfect. There you go. Say hello. There we go. Hey, my mother's here. Hey, mom, how are you? Welcome. Welcome. Kim, how are you? Amira, welcome. I see all of you. That's it. There it is. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, there's my son, Abraham. Abraham, how you doing? <laughs> welcome. Welcome. That's right. That's right. Say hello to each other. So, so if Abraham is there, then I know that the babies are sitting right there with him. Yes, right. I know that Samuel is sitting right there with him. Hey, how you doing? This is a great thing that we begin to acknowledge each other. Um, because one thing that, that God doesn't want us to do is forget the assembling of ourselves. Now we realize that we're still in the midst of a pandemic. And let me share this with you before we go on, is that things, um, some of the restrictions have been lifted in terms of how we can move about. But be cautious, be cautious. Make sure you are still hand washing. Make sure that you are still wearing your mask. Make sure that you are still observing social distancing so that you can remain safe. Okay? All right. Let's get right into the word this morning. Turn with me into the book of Luke. Luke, the first chapter, and we're going to begin at the 26th verse. Luke uh, 1, at verse, beginning at verse 26. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and considered what manner of greeting was this. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus." He will be great and he will be called the son of the highest and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom 
there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also, the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be, or be it unto me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Hallelujah. I just want to give this uh, message a title that says, God makes the impossible possible. God makes the impossible possible. Come on, I'm going to need a little bit of help from you. Just put your hand over your chest and say, God, God makes the impossible makes the impossible possible. possible. Let me give you a, a recap here, and I invite you to go back to the um, earlier verses of chapter 1. In the earlier verses of chapter 1, um, God deals with Zacharias and Elizabeth. The priest Zacharias was told by the angel Gabriel that he and his wife Elizabeth would have a son, and that, and that, that child shall uh, be called John. Well, we know him to be John the Baptist. Gabriel told Zacharias, for he, John, will be great in the sight of the Lord, and he shall drink not wine or a strong drink. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb, and he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord God. Zacharias now watch this. Zacharias doubted the word of God from the angel and was immediately made silent. Uh, the scripture says he was made mute because he did not believe. And so we, we see that until all the things he was made mute until all the things that was told to him had been manifested. So in other words, uh, once the child was born, then he would regain all full functions. See, here, Zacharias doubted God because Zacharias looked at his situation. Zacharias doubted God because he looked at his wife's situation. Well, pastor, what was their situation? Their situation was simple. They were old, glory to God. They were at an age where they were well past childbearing years. But they had a desire to be parents. They had a desire to have a child. And as you read in the, the earlier verses there, um, Gabriel greets Zacharias by saying, God has heard your, your prayer. He's heard your desire. And now it's time for that manifestation. See, a lot of times God hears us but a delay does not mean that you have been denied. Yes. Glory to God. I may have asked God for something when I was 20, but the manifestation of that 
may not appear until I'm 60. Well, you know, well, I I'm 60 now. I, I don't want it. See, glory to God. See, we think we don't want things because we won't have the energy or the stamina or the wherewithal to be a blessing to what is coming to us. But get this, if God blesses you with anything, he will supply you with everything that you need so that it can be a blessing not only unto you, but even unto others that is around you. Glory to God. So here we see that um, already, I guess you can tell that we're going to talk about the impossible here this morning. Um, I want to share a story with you. There was once a, a, a little boy who attended a Christian school. And when he came home, um, his mother asked him, said, well, son, tell me, what did you learn today in school? The, the little boy paused like, hmm, well, mommy, he said, he said, well, we learned today uh, about the uh, children of Israel and how Moses led the children of Israel across the Red Sea. And he said, Mommy, uh, we, we learned that once they got to the Red Sea, Moses ordered all the men um, in the camp to build a bridge over to the other side. And Moses uh, uh, directed the men on how to build the bridge and they began to build this great big bridge and all the children of Israel crossed over the bridge and onto dry land. Once they got over on the other side, mommy, Moses pulls out his cell phone and calls in an airstrike. And when the airstrike came, it destroyed the bridge and destroyed all of Pharaoh's army. The boy's mother looked at him with a very puzzled look and said, I don't think that's how the story went. The boy said, I know, but it would be impossible for you to believe the story that they told us today. See, here we have the, the, the young son trying to make an impossible story sound possible by tweaking it. Mm -hmm. See, that's what we do about God. We try to tweak God so that all those things that that seem impossible will sound possible to the ear. Watch this, beloved. The ear cannot hear what God is saying if the ear doesn't believe God. I'll say it again differently. Your friends won't be able to believe uh, what you are saying about God if they don't believe that God is. Hallelujah. So... Once again, we see here in, in the book of Luke, the, the, the first chapter, about the possibilities in God. Number one, God initiates the impossible. God initiates the impossible. Now, during the, the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city in Galilee named Nazareth. Hallelujah. And there we see a virgin. God initiates the impossible. And... We see a virgin that was betrothed to a man. In other words, she was engaged to Joseph of the house of David. Why is this important? Because in this time that there had to, when, when there was an agreement for marriage, um, the agreement came between the families, glory to God. And not only did the agreement um, come between the families, but the uh, female or the, the woman had to agree to 
this uh, proposal, had to agree to this marriage. Well, all of these things were already in place, and there was an engagement that was about to happen. We, we see here that the scripture says that Mary was a virgin. And not only was she a virgin, but she was greeted with this title. Um, she was greeted with favor that you are, uh, you are highly favored among women. What is favor? And favor, uh, the definition of favor is to regard with special kindness or approval. Glory to God. The Bible lets us know that Mary was highly favored she was she was not an educated uh woman as we would uh deem education mm -hmm. she was not rich hallelujah or did she come from a family of influence mm -hmm. she was a normal young lady about to be married glory to god so you see that everything is just set up for the impossible here. Uh, and we're going to get back to, to Mary. Um, so God bestows favor on us in addition to. So we have number one, God initiates the impossible. See, I can't initiate the impossible. God initiates the impossible. Number two, God bestows favor on us. Glory to God. He, he, uh, he, uh, he gives us uh, a special kindness or great approval, mm -hmm. which is favor on us. Number three, God does the impossible. Here it is. It's I can't do it in and of myself. I cannot. It's God who does the impossible. Mm -hmm. So let's just look at these, this setup. We have um, Mary. No, I'll tell you what. Let, let's do it um, another way. Right. Let's just draw, draw a contrast real quick. We have um, Zechariah and Elizabeth, um, who were older. The uh, uh, scriptures um, let us know that they were of old age. Now, here we have an argument among Bible scholars who would say that Zechariah was um, 90 plus. Now, when we get to Mary's age, um, they're still yet um, debating this issue. Uh, so I have some who says Mary was 60. Now, I have some who would say Mary was 80 plus. Either way, she was um, beyond that of childbearing years. And then we have um, Mary, who is a young uh, a woman. She's, she's in her late teens. And then we have Joseph, um, who she is engaged to. So using these two couples um, as an example of what's going on here. One is older, one is younger. And God is going to do the impossible for both of them. Oh, come on. Watch this. Mary asks, hallelujah, how... Are these things going to come about? Mary didn't doubt that God could do it. She just wanted to know how you're going to do it. Mm -hmm. And when she asked the question, um, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. Uh, Gabriel gave her the answer. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So here Mary asked the question, how is this going to happen? Let's look at Zacharias. Mm -hmm. Zacharias was the complete opposite. Glory to God. Zacharias doubted that this thing was even possible. Mm -hmm. He looked at what he could do mm -hmm. in and of himself. Right. He's like, look, I'm 90 plus. Mm -hmm. That's not on my radar. Mm -hmm. We don't we don't rock like that anymore. Glory mm -hmm. to God. Mm -hmm. She's 80. Mm -hmm. I'm 90. Mm -hmm. We love each other. The scripture says in, in the earlier chapters of chapter and in, in earlier scriptures of chapter one mm -hmm. that Zacharias and Elizabeth 
hallelujah, were blameless. Mm -hmm. In other words, God was pleased with them. They stood for the Lord in all of his statues and all of his ways. These two stood for God. Then we look at Joseph and Mary, two other favored people of God. So here we have these, these folks who have things in common and yet they, they, they do things differently. Glory to God. But here we go. Let's go to number four. God builds faith. What is faith? The scriptures tell us in Hebrews, the 11th chapter around verse one, it says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. What are you talking about? In other words, my faith is not based upon what I see. My faith is based upon what I'm hoping for. So in other words, um, there are things in our lives right now that we are hoping for. We are believing God for. Mm-hmm. But see, we celebrate those things because we believe in God for things. God is the one that makes those impossible things possible. Yes. And all we have to do is believe that he is able to do it. And when we believe that he is able to do, he shows up every time. Don't let delay, hallelujah, like like Zacharias. See, Zacharias wanted a child, but the scripture says that his wife, Elizabeth, was barren. In other words, she could not physically have children. She could not conceive a child. So because she could not conceive a child, the hope of having a child had long left this couple. Mm. So now you see an angel of God show up and say, listen, God has not forgotten you. God has not uh, 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 turned his face from you. In fact, God is going to grant you the desire that you have. Glory to God. So Zacharias doubted that this could happen because he couldn't believe God past where he was. Mm. I'll say that differently. Zacharias could not believe God for the impossible because he recognized that the situation or the state that he was in was now an impossible state for childbearing, child conceiving, child making. But he, but hallelujah. The scripture says because Zacharias doubted God, that God uh, shut his mouth. Mm. He made him unable to speak Mm. until everything that God had declared was manifested. So God builds faith. Gabriel tells Mary um, of his, uh, of her, her cousin, Elizabeth, and who was also um, bearing a child at, at the same time, but she was bearing a child at a later year. Elizabeth, who is now six months into her pregnancy, also is seeing the impossible become possible. Number four, God does the impossible as we submit to his word. Hallelujah. In verse 38, uh, Mary says something that is that is profound. She says, Lord, according to your word, be it unto me. Uh, so so what, what are you talking about? The scriptures are very clear. When we're talking about building faith, mm-hmm. the scripture says faith 
comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So in other words, when we hear the word of God, it builds faith of who God is in our situation. See, there's a lot of things that's happening right now in our lives. So let me just do this one illustration that that will um, uh, help bring some clarity. And I'm almost done here. Um, We see like during the stages of pregnancy, glory to God, there is the first trimester, week one through week 12. We see that the body undergoes many internal changes, glory to God. Nothing on the outside, but internally the body is changing. We see extreme tiredness. We, we see food cravings and a distaste of certain foods. Mm-hmm. So we're craving things that we've never craved before. Mm-hmm. And then the things we used to like, we now are like, mm, I, don't, I don't think I want, I don't think I want that. Mm-hmm. We see weight gain, or in some cases we see weight loss. Glory to God. Again, the body is changing internally. We, we see morning sickness because of the internal changes the, the body is going through because it is now growing or making ready or making space for something new that is growing on the inside. Glory to God. We get to the second trimester. Now, second trimester represents week 13 to week 28. And we see that there's now a major change that is happening on the outward appearance of the body. Glory to God. We start to hear and see bodies. The, the body is aching. The, the back is aching. Uh, uh, my uh, uh, stomach is, is, is expanding. My feet begin to swell. Glory to God. We see um, great weight gain. Hallelujah. We start to see fluid retention and, and so on. And then we get into the last trimester or the third trimester, which is week 29 to week 40. What's going on here? Now I'm really uncomfortable. Glory to God. I'm having trouble sleeping. I'm moving from my side to one side to the other side. And, uh, uh see, Samuela remembers that, right? Yeah, there we go. Uh, I, I, I want to sit in the chair. Oh, I'm not comfortable in the chair. Uh, I want to stand up. Oh, I'm, I'm tired of standing. So we see that the body is going through all of these many different changes. So why are these things or these stages important? Let's get right to it. The reason why these stages and these changes are important is that right now you are pregnant with the impossible. There's so much that's happening right now in your world. Some things, some people know, some things nobody knows. Some of you find yourself without jobs. Some of you find yourself without homes. Some of you find yourself without transportation. Some of you find yourself uh, having been diagnosed with various things. Some of you have family members who are in trouble. Some of you have, hallelujah, colleagues who are stricken with things. These are the impossible things that you are pregnant with. Glory to God. And and you see that during the various stages of things that there is multiple uh, pieces that is happening. But guess what? You have two choices. You have the choice of Zacharias or you have the choice of Mary. Glory to God. See, Mary's response was, Lord, according to your word, be it unto me. Glory to God. Zacharias was like, I don't think you can do this because I, I'm just not in, in, in that kind of shape to do that kind of thing. But guess what? Where one 
was, hallelujah, uh, 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 stricken until um, those things happened. The other was blessed as she was going forth. Yes. Glory to God. And I want you to know to, here today that no matter where you find yourself, glory to God, the faith that God is, is has given all of us, yes. and hallelujah, the scripture says, if you would have faith, but the size of a mustard seed. I remember growing up, my mother had a mustard seed uh, taped in her Bible. So I always knew what the size of a mustard seed was and what it looked like. And right by that verse of scripture in the New Testament, that, that mustard seed was taped inside the Bible. The mustard seed is the smallest seed possible. But the scripture says this, if you would have the faith the size of this seed, this small seed, then you can speak to a mountain. Why is that important? Because you take the size of a seed versus the size of a mountain. And it's like this mountain, it cannot stand uh, in front of this seed. So all you have to do is put forth your faith. Now, faith is this confidence in God. So when we develop our confidence in God, then we end up with, hallelujah, superpowers, glory to God. Uh, I remember growing up, I always liked uh, 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 Batman. Austin, I used to like Batman. Uh, Batman was my, my favorite growing up, hallelujah. But so when we uh, take on the faith of God, we end up having um, superpowers, and that is the power to move obstacles that's in your way. That's the power to, to move illnesses that's in your way. That's the power to, hallelujah, mend broken relationships. That's the power to mend the broken hearts of other people. That's the power to heal that of the, the physical body. It's the faith that God gives us. God is trying to get something to us. And he's trying to do it for a reason. Don't be afraid. Don't doubt. Trust God. The scripture says this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding. In all your ways. Here it goes. Get in, uh, in all your ways. Acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't worry about what you don't have. Worry about what he has. See, because if I don't have, he still got. So I'm covered. Real simple, beloved, and we're going to leave it at, at this here. That God is trying to get something to us in the midst of all this chaos that's surrounding us. God is trying to let us know plainly is that he is still in control. God is trying to let us know amongst pandemics, um, amongst uh, uh, racial divides, amongst uh, um, uh, a rioting, Amongst all of these issues, and we haven't seen all of them yet, that he is yet in control. And our mission or our place to be is one, don't be afraid. Two, don't doubt. And three, trust God. God is doing an awesome thing. I want to let you know, for those who don't know, God is trying to heal this nation, this world. This thing of separation based on uh, gender, based on race, based off of uh, uh, economics, God is trying to heal all of that and bring his people back. The enemy doesn't like it. 
So the enemy will initiate chaos because he recognized something about the people. The people will react to chaos and they will give what they are seeing being given. Does that make sense? See, it's very hard to argue with somebody if you're not arguing. Have you ever seen somebody who would just want to uh, 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 want to argue? And it's even worse if you know how to argue. Glory to God. If you think you're good at it, you're like, come on, I got something for you. But see, that's not it. When we give what is being given, we continue a brokenness. Hallelujah. See, one there it is. One of the things that prevents families from coming back together again is that everybody wants to be right. So I ask this question of everyone that I um, am blessed to be able to counsel. Do you want to be healed or do you want to be right? Why is that important? Because there's a thing that if I can prove that I'm right, then I win. Well, you can be right and still lose. What's more important to you? Your family? What's more important to you? Your, your relationships with, with co-workers? What's more important to you? Is being right? Okay, well, let me just say this right now. You're right. Now heal your family. You're right. Now heal your relationship. You're right. The impossible. Be it unto me. God is trying to do something for us today. And he wants us to be equipped with everything that we need. God makes the impossible possible. So when you find yourself after you have left um, uh, this, this broadcast, when you find yourself in, in that seat and, and, and all of the news channels are just giving you all this other chaotic information, all this other stuff, you just say, God, I thank you for healing. I thank you for healing these relationships. Right now, we lift up these cities that's in turmoil. Minneapolis, Atlanta, Chicago. And listen, don't be confused. There's some small cities that is that are in just as much chaos. It might not be reflective of the same issue, but they're in the same places. Um, they're in, in, the, in the same place. States like Wyoming, South Dakota, North Dakota, they have their own individual issues that's unique to them. Washington State. All of these places. Last scripture, and then I'm going to let you go. Second Chronicles, it says, If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray. Stop right there. They're talking about us. Seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and forgive sin and heal their land. Listen, we can't live in the land of, 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 of a chaotic land and become comfortable in it. I don't want to live in chaos. I don't want to live in a hell set place. But I want the peace of God where I live. And those things can happen when we come together. God bless you today. I hope you have enjoyed this message. 
God makes all things possible. But right now, before we go, I just want to take this time just to pray with you all. Come on, let's pray. Father, we thank you right now, Lord God. We thank you for who you are. Father, you are a good God and you do all things well. So Father, we lift up our surroundings, our nation, Lord God. State this state, Lord God. Father, I thank you for healing this land. Hallelujah, Father. Father, I thank you, Lord God, that the enemy desires to separate us by race. He desires to separate us by gender. He desires to separate us by economic standings, Lord God. Father, I thank you right now, Father, for healing. Father, bring reconciliation amongst the people. Lord God, I thank you, Father, that even now some are asking the question, I didn't realize these things were as they were. What can I do? Father, I thank you for, for giving clarity. I thank you, Lord God, for, for giving instructions. I thank you, Lord God, for doing what you do. Father, heal our land. Heal our hearts. Father, some of us have been hurt by people who don't look like us. Some of us have been hurt by people who live in the same house with us. Father, heal us. Deliver us from the hand of the wicked one. Father, I thank you for what you're doing for your people. Father, bless us as we go forward in you. You're a good God. Father, you are the Alpha and the Omega. You are the beginning and the end. Father, all things have to flow through you. So, Father, we thank you right now. Touch us where we are. Grow us, Lord God. I thank you for greater understanding now. Now, Father, concerning those things that's happening uh, specifically in the households, Lord God, concerning the finances, Father. Father, open up the open up the opportunities, Father, Father, for for finances. Lord God, I thank you, Father, for doing the impossible. Heal relationships. Father, there is a man right now who desires, Lord God, to be married, but he doesn't see how he can do it financially, Lord God. Father, I thank you for settling all of those things. Father, I, I, Father, I even see sisters who have been just uh, warring uh, with each other for years. Father, heal those relationships. Father, uh, 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 mother to son, heal. Father to daughter, heal. Daughter to mother, heal. Father, Hear our prayer. Mm -hmm. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Listen, beloved, it is time that we enter into the next portion of our service, and that's in our giving. Um, the scripture says, bring ye all of the tithes into, my, in, into the storehouse. And I thank you, Lord God, that you've given us this way of, to, of continuing in worship with you. Uh, if you are ready for for offering, um, you can send your offering to the dollar sign Impact Fellowship, and we'll receive your your, your tithe and your offering um, here today. We invite you that if you uh, have enjoyed this ministry, that you can like us. You can uh, what, what's the other term for that? Like us, follow us. We are on YouTube. We are right here on Facebook. We are on Instagram, Instagram Live. Mm -hmm. We have a podcast, and all of those things can be seen right here on, on the screen. Mm -hmm. Utilize these tools. Invite someone back um, with you 
uh, next Sunday so that we can all grow together in God. I'm Pastor Tony Jones, and it has been a pleasure to serve you this morning. God bless you, and have a great week in God.